Acts chapter 28. I am praying, I crave your indulgence to get your writing materials, your book, your pen. You need, you really need to take down the scriptures today. And at the end of this meeting, I'm sure God would do something in your life, would have done something in your life by revelation of what he has already done that will change your life forever. Acts chapter 28, verse 1 to 6. Acts 28, 1, 1 to 6. And, and when they were escaped, then they knew that the land, the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, Paul speaking, for they kindled the fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat, fasting on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hung, on his hand, they said amongst themselves, No doubt, this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to leave. Verse 5 And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when they should have when he should have swollen or fallen down. I'm gonna read that again. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while, they saw no harm come on him. And they changed their mind and said he was a God. They changed their mind and said he was a God. I don't know who you are. They're about to change your mind about you. When they see what God would do in your life, through your life in this season, they would change their mind that you are a God because you are Word by his spirit. Let's bow ahead for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word this Sunday morning. We pray for understanding. We ask that you send your word with power in the name of Jesus, that you will reignite and open the eyes of our understanding to see that we are powered by your spirit. Give this preacher nimbleness of mind and agile thought. Give your people understanding as you give me utterance. I pray in Jesus' matchless name and everybody said amen. Amen. Powered by his spirit. We've been dealing with the with salvation, the salvation series. And another word for the real word for salvation is soteria. Soteria is the noun. Sota is the subject matter. Sozo is the verb. Salvation, we also mentioned, is not a crusade message. Salvation is not a, is not an evangelism message only. Salvation is also not for newcomers or Sunday school class. Salvation is the diet for the of the believer. I will also mention to you um, the subsequent teachings that if you read the book of Romans, all the things that Paul Paul wrote, Paul wrote about salvation message. Romans is a book of salvation. Ephesians is a book of salvation. Philippians is a book of salvation. Philemon is a book of salvation. The books of the Bible, to the, uh, the epistles in the Bible are written to believers and it talks about salvation. So salvation is not just the foundation message that we've grown out of salvation. Let's grow into deeper things. No. Salvation is the message. It's the diet of the believer. If you see 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15, Paul speaking and said, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So the scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation. So the power of the scripture it, it gets you wise unto soteria. So the scripture is not going to make you wise above salvation. It makes you wise unto salvation. That's what we see in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 that the scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto 
unto salvation. So salvation is the message, is the diet, is the scriptures that we read. You find salvation. Salvation is God's plan for humanity. What is salvation? I'm glad that you asked. Salvation is deliverance from the penalty, from the guilt, and from the judgment of sins. Deliverance from the penalty, from the guilt, and from the judgment of sin. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Our Lord, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. So salvation means that you do not longer have to pay the wages of sin because Christ paid for the wages of sin already. Christ paid for the wages of sin. What is salvation? I'm glad that you asked. Salvation is deliverance from eternal condemnation so once you are saved you are not condemned who oh, once you are saved and you accept jesus and salvation message comes into you you are not condemned the bible says in john chapter 3 verse 17 and 18 it says for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved verse 18 says he that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You find that in Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we should be saved. So salvation is deliverance from eternal condemnation. Salvation is deliverance from eternal condemnation. Now that you are saved, you are not condemned. I don't care what you have done. I don't care what, you, what you've gone through. Men may have condemned you, but God does not condemn you. There's no condemnation message in the salvation package. If you believe in Christ, you are not condemned. This is good news. This is the good news of salvation, that you are not condemned. Your, your family, your friends, your job, people may judge you and condemn you, but salvation is deliverance from eternal condemnation. Condemnation is not a feeling. Condemnation is not a feeling, it's a sentence that therefore there is no condemnation because you are now in Christ Jesus. So condemnation is not just a feeling, I feel condemned. No, that's not what condemnation is. Condemnation is a sentence. The salvation message is now you have been delivered from the sentence of condemnation. Hallelujah. You are totally delivered from the sentence of condemnation. What is the salvation message? Salvation message is not God trying to snatch you from earth, from earth to heaven. Salvation is not God taking you from earth to heaven. Salvation is God bringing heaven to your heart. Salvation is God bringing heaven to you. Salvation is not God trying to snatch you out of here from, to heaven. No. Salvation is not heaven at last. Salvation is heaven at first. That means when you give your life to Christ, you become a citizen of heaven. By the gift of salvation, you become a citizen of heaven. You become one with God. You are in the citizenship list in heaven. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's what the Bible says. So salvation is not deliverance. It's not you trying to get out of here and you know and you trying to escape to heaven. No, salvation is, is God bringing heaven to you. I don't know who you are. God has brought heaven to your heart. Jesus is in you and Jesus is more precious than heaven. Jesus is the person that makes heaven what heaven is. I don't want to go to heaven if Jesus is not in heaven. I don't want to be in any heaven that Jesus is in there. So if Jesus is in me, 
Guess what? You have heaven in your heart. If you are here and you have accepted Jesus, can I announce to you, you have heaven in your, in your heart. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27, it says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So salvation is not God and man. Salvation is not God with man. Salvation is God in man and man in God. Salvation is not God and man. That's the Old Testament. Salvation is not God with man. That's the new. That's the eyewitness account of Jesus. Salvation is in the epistles, elucidated in the epistles. It is man in God and God in man. So you are in Christ justified. Christ is in you glorified. This is the salvation message. This is the salvation Salvation. salvation message is not give your life to Christ because you have no life to give to Christ. Salvation message is accept Jesus into your life. Accept Jesus into your life. That is the salvation message. For the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 4, in him was a life and the life was the light of men. That's what the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was a life and the life was the light of men. John chapter 10 verse 10, it says the thief commit not but to steal, to kill and to destroy. I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So who gives life? It is not you that give life to Jesus. It's that you accept the life of Jesus into your heart. That's what, that's what the salvation message is about. Salvation is being born again, being born of the Spirit. John chapter 3 verse 6 and 7, the Bible says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. 7 says, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. So what it means to be born again now, oh, I, this is very beautiful. What it means to be born again is that you are born of the Spirit. You are not born out of the Spirit. You are born of the spirit you are not born um, from heaven you are born of heaven you are born again that's what it means to be to accept the salvation package the salvation gift is that you 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 carry god's dna inside of you are you aware that you've been born again means that the dna of god is inside of you that's what it means to be born again first peter chapter 1 verse 23 says that that being born again not of corruptible sperm but incorruptible sperm that's the word seed there by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. So the word of God is God's sperm for production. When you give your life to Christ, you open the womb of your faith to receive the sperm of God's word by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. By grace are you saved through faith, not of works lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. So salvation is the gift of God but this gift of God, what it does in side of you. The result of this gift of God is that you have the DNA of God. You have the life of God. You have the sperm of God. You have the spirit of God. You have the nature of God. This is the gift of salvation. So when somebody gets saved, the person needs to understand what just happened to you. It's not natural. It was not just a mere confession. It's that God has come into you. The logic of the scriptures is not man trying to be God. It's God became man. For the Bible says, the Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. Jesus is the word of God. The logic of the scripture is not man trying to be like God. It's that God became a man 
man for us so that we men can now be God because he's become man. Evagrius, one of the old fathers of the church, said the son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men will become sons of God. Today, I want to talk to you briefly about being powered by the Spirit. And this is the result of salvation. And now that you are saved, you are powered by the Holy Spirit. Are you aware? that now that you are saved, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the, the, the Alus Paracletes lives inside of you. That the Spirit of Christ, the same Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you is not different from the Holy Spirit in the Trinity. The Holy Spirit in you is not different from the Holy Spirit in that bishop and in that, uh, in that, in that pastor or in somebody that you look like this person is highly spiritual. No, it is the same Holy Spirit that is in you. Are you aware now that you carry in you the nature of God in Christ? Now that you are born again. Now that you, the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter six, let's 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 study the Bible for for a bit now. First Corinthians chapter six verse seventeen, he says, "But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit." Did you see that? That because I am born again, and because the life of God now lives inside of me, I am one spirit with God. He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit. For the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So because I have received the gift of salvation, I am joined to the Lord and I am one spirit with the Lord. Woo! That's powerful. You are joined to the Lord and you are one spirit with the Lord. So your life now is powered by the Spirit of God. You are powered by, you are not powered by your family. You're not powered by that uncle. You're not powered by your salary. You're not powered by, you are powered by the spirit. Your life is powered by the spirit of God. Let's see Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Let me show you something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Give understanding to your people. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. It says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth. It says, The gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So once you heard the word of salvation and you believed salvation, God gave you the seal of the Spirit. The seal of the Spirit. It's like you, you bought a shirt and they're saying, what brand is this? God gave you his logo and the logo is Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God. So the brand on your life is Holy Spirit. What are you wearing? I'm wearing this. I'm wearing that. No, I'm carrying the Spirit. That is the brand of the believer. That right now that you are saved, you are carrying the Spirit. That is your brand. It's not about wearing these designers and there is nothing bad in wearing designers. But I'm just saying the real ultimate designer of the believer, the signature of God, the seal is the Holy Spirit and carrying the Spirit of God. Let me read Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. I want to read it in the Amplified just so you understand it. Oh, thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. Bring the music a little more. Up. Thank you Holy Spirit. The Bible says, in him also in him, you also when you heard the word of truth, the good news of salvation, the good news of your salvation and as a result, believed in him, we are stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. The one promised by Christ as owned and protected by God. So when you believe the word of truth, you were stamped with the promised Holy Spirit. 
So the document of salvation was stamped with the Holy Spirit. So when he died, he sealed the document with resurrection, but stamped the document with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, he sealed the document of our redemption with resurrection, but stamped it with the Holy Spirit. This is powerful. You need to say that again. When he died on the cross, he sealed the document of our redemption with resurrection and then stamped it with the Holy Spirit. Let me read this for you in the message translation. Message translation says, it is Christ that, it's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation found yourselves home, free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. Did you see that? The, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, the message translation says, the Holy Spirit did three things, signed, sealed, delivered. So when Jesus died on the cross, it was a good transaction. It was the great exchange. But he sealed that transaction with resurrection. The document of our redemption was sealed with resurrection. I haven't sealed it with resurrection. It stamped it. He stamped it with the Holy Spirit. So now that you are in Christ and Christ is in you, guess who's in you? The Holy Ghost is in you. Believers, you need to know this, that you are powered by the Spirit of God. You're not powered by the circumstances. You are powered by his spirit. Pay attention that you are powered by the spirit of God. Can you make this declaration? Say in the name of Jesus. I thank you Lord Jesus that I'm powered by your spirit. Your spirit lives inside of me. Your spirit works in me. Your spirit dwells in me. Because I am saved, I enjoy this precious Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. Now have your way. Have your way in everything that concerns me. In the name of Jesus. Would you say amen somebody? Let's see John. John chapter 14 verse 16 and 17. Oh, you're powered by the Spirit. John chapter 14 verse 16 and 17. He says, and I will pray the Father. This is God, Jesus speaking before his death. He was speaking of things to come. He says, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Did you see that? That the Holy Ghost abides in you forever. The Holy Ghost abides in you forever. He's not leaving you. The Holy Ghost is within you forever. Even the spirit of truth, verse 17, whom the world cannot receive. So the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. It's not for everybody. It's for those who are saved. Whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But he know him for he dwelleth with you and you shall and he shall be in you. You see, he dwelleth in you and he shall be in you. We are not of them that sing, cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. That is not a New Testament song. Did you read the Bible? The Spirit of God will dwell in you forever. The Spirit of God will dwell in you forever. So stop singing, cast me not away from your presence. No, you carry the presence of God. Take not the Holy Spirit from me. No, the Holy Spirit isn't leaving you. You carry his spirit within. So God is never going to cast you away. No, you are in Christ. He is in you. He cannot separate himself from you. For nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 
So we are not of them that sing, cast me not away from your presence. Take not the Holy Spirit from me. No, that is not a New Testament song. That's what David said in the Old Covenant. Lack of understanding has brought that church, that song to the church. And we sing it even crying in tears. Cast me not away from the presence. Oh Lord, take not the Holy Spirit. It is not a sign of humility. It is a sign of ignorance. The Spirit of God, John chapter 14 verse 16, that he may abide with you forever. For whatever the Lord does is forever. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. Let's see this. Paul was speaking to the Corinthians church in spite of their madness, in spite of their misbehavior. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a disturbing church. They had issues in Corinthians. But Paul didn't go there to say, because of what you have been doing and because of this, that, that I've heard about you, the Spirit of God has left you. That's not what Paul said. Paul, in admonishing the Corinthians church, it was a difficult church. If, if, if you know Bible study, you know about the Corinthians church. They had issues. Oh God, Corinthians church. But Paul is speaking to the brethren in Corinthians. He didn't tell them because of the problem that thou hast sent to me and thy behavior and thy character and thy mannerism and thy sin. The spirit of God, leave it down. That's not what Paul said. Let's see. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16. Paul is saying, know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Don't you know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Once you receive salvation and you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the spirit of God dwells in you and is in you forever. The spirit of God is not going to leave you. The Spirit of God is not doing social distancing with you because you messed up. No! The Spirit of God is in you and you are in Him forever. Woo! You ought to be excited about that. You ought to be excited about that. That I am powered by His Spirit. Thank you, Lord, because I'm powered by Your Spirit. Thank you because the Spirit of God lives inside of me. Thank you because the Spirit of God dwells in me. Thank you because I carry the Spirit of God. Thank you because my body is the temple of the living God. It's not what I wear, it's who I am. It's who I am in Christ and who Christ is, is to me. Thank you because it's not about my clothes, it's not about my account. But it's the fact that God has given me His precious Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit. So you are in Christ, the Holy Spirit is within you. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God came upon people. In the New Covenant, the Spirit of God dwells in the believer. You are the temple of the living God. So stop singing that song. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my life. So you, you are not sure when it's coming? Oh, you don't know that it has come? When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my life, I will dance like David. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon... That's an insult to the believer. The New Testament believer cannot sing such songs. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon, up, upon how? Are we dance? No. The Spirit of God is within you. It's not coming upon you. It is within you. You're not dancing David's dance. You are dancing the dance of the Spirit. You are dancing the Holy Ghost dance. You are dancing the new creation dance. You are dancing the hallelujah dance. Woo. David needs to learn your dance. All I'm saying to you this morning is from the scriptures. I'm not saying anything new. 
is in the scriptures. I'm reading the Bible to you. First John chapter 3 verse 22 to 24. This, this is a beautiful scripture and I need you to stay with me. First John chapter 3 verse 22 to 24. I'm sure it's on the screen so we can actually read along. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of the Father. Thank you, Spirit of Truth. Thank you, anointing of God that dwells within us. Thank you. This is how you pray some mornings. You just wake up in the morning and say, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of Truth. Thank you because my life is powered by your Spirit. Thank you because my life is full of the Spirit. Thank you because I'm complete in you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are in me. Thank you because Jesus is in me by the instrumentality of the Spirit. 1 John chapter 3, verse 22 to 24. I got it wrong. And whatsoever ye ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Can you see that? So this scripture is suggesting us, suggesting to us that there's something we need to do. We need to keep his commandment and we need to do something before God hears us. That puts a lot of pressure on you. I'm sure. Let's see the next verse that we know exactly what we need to do. Verse 23. And this is his commandment that you should believe on the name of his son Jesus and love one another as he gave us the commandment. You see that? So the work we have to do, the commandment we have to do is to believe in the name of his son Jesus for their salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus. So what you need to do for salvation to be soteria, to be released in your space is believe in the name of his son, Jesus. And then you are saved. That's all you need to do. Believe. Now let's see verse 24 is where I'm going to. 24 says, And he that keepeth his commandment, what is the commandment? He that believeth in the name of his son, which is the commandment, dwelleth in him. And he in him. And hereby we know that he abided in us. He does not abide with us. He doesn't come upon us. He abides in us by the spirit which he hath given us. So God has given you his spirit. God has released his spirit to you. You have the spirit of God. You have the spirit of truth. You have the spirit of life. God has given you his spirit. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4 verse 13. I'm reading scriptures to you this morning. And I hope you're taking note of the scriptures. You can watch the YouTube again and just take notes of the scriptures. Have the scriptures down. It will be on IG Live. You can go again and watch. But note the scriptures. First John chapter 4 verse 13. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us. Because he hath given us of his spirit. Again. So by this we know that we dwell in him and he is in us because he has powered us by his spirit. Last week we talked about powered by the love of God. This day we're talking about powered by the spirit of God. John chapter 16. John chapter 16. One of the many benefits of the spirit of God is that the spirit of God helps 
you in understanding Jesus. He reveals Jesus to you. The Spirit of God reveals Jesus. I want to know God the more. Just coming to a koinonia with the Spirit. The job of the Holy Ghost is to reveal the Jesus to the believer. That's the job of the Spirit of God. He reveals Jesus to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So every time you say Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, he's saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because all the Holy Ghost knows, all he will do, all he will ever be, is to reveal Jesus to the believer. Let's see John chapter 16 verse 12 and 13. John chapter 16 verse 12 and 13. I have yet many things, Jesus speaking before he died, before the Holy Ghost was released. This was before the Holy Ghost was released. Jesus says, I have many things to say to you, but ye cannot bear them. You can't take what I'm going to say to you so Jesus couldn't preach to them. I was like, ah, there are many things I want to say to you, but I have to die. I have to leave and release the Spirit of God. John chapter 16 verse 12. Let's see verse 13. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. The Spirit of God will guide you into all truth. So, for the child of God, you cannot be lost. You cannot be confused. You have the Spirit of God. What am I going to be? Who should I marry? What do I do post-COVID? What do I do in this season? You have the Spirit of God. He is going to guide you into all truth. This is the truth of the gospel. That your life is powered by the Spirit. You cannot be confused. The Spirit of God will speak to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We are reading scriptures today. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Make this declaration after me. Say, in the name of Jesus, I will never be confused. Not another day of my life. I will not be confused. I have the Spirit of God within me. I have understanding by the Spirit. The Spirit of God guides me into all truth. The Spirit of God channels my life. The Spirit of God monitors my life. The Spirit of God protects me into all truth. The Spirit of God leads me into everything that God has in store for me. The Spirit of God keeps me. The Spirit of God speaks to me. The Spirit of God is God's GPS in my spirit. Navigating me into everything God has in store for me. The Spirit of God guides. My life is power by the spirit I'm not just a sister with powders on my face I'm a sister with power in my spirit 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 to 12 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9 to 12 let's read this the Bible says but as it is written I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. You see, every time we quote the scripture, it's not the scripture for the New Testament believer. Paul in this place was referencing Isaiah chapter 64 verse 4. So Paul was speaking about Old Testament believers that they kept saying, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard the things that God wants to do. So this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 is not talking to believers, it's talking to unbelievers. 
So Paul is saying, this is what the scripture says. Can we see verse 10? Verse 10 talks to believers. You will like verse 10. You will love verse 10. Let's read verse 10 together. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. The deep things of God. The deep things of God. So, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It's for unbelievers. It's for the Old Testament folks. They didn't have revelation. They didn't have the Spirit. The Spirit of God is saying that thing that they are saying, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. For to you, to you, as the believer, the Bible says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things. The Spirit searcheth all things. The Spirit searcheth not some things, not most things, not a little thing. But the Bible says, the Spirit searcheth all things. I don't know what you're dealing with. I want to announce to you this morning, the Spirit searcheth all things. Yay! The deep things of God. The Spirit searcheth all things. The deep things of God. Let's continue. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of, the, of man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received. I want you to see verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So the job of the Holy Spirit is that you will know the things that have been freely given to you by God. You know the things that have been freely given to you. So the Spirit of God leads you into all things. He shows you the things that God has already freely given to you. If you are a child of God here, I dare you to recognize that the Spirit of God lives inside of you. And the job of the Spirit is to reveal Jesus to you. Is to guide you into all truth. Is the seal of, of salvation salvation and the bible also says here that the spirit of god brings you into everything that god has already freely given to you you know these things by the spirit you are charged up by the spirit you are full of the spirit the scripture we just read spoke about apostle paul apostle paul you know the shipwreck in the bible in the book of acts acts chapter number 27 and you see the shipwreck moves to acts chapter number 28 the bible says and when they had escaped the island they had escaped the shipwreck and they came to the island it was called melita and the barbarous people did set and showed them so much kindness and the bible says they did kindle the fire and the fire the purpose of the fire was to keep them warm because they, they, they just survived a shipwreck paul is is there putting wood trying to get the fire going on and the bible says a venomous beast a viper came out of the fire and did come on paul you know and paul's hand and the bible says everybody said this man must be a devil even that he escaped the shipwreck god is still trying to kill him there's some of you you've, you're going through things that people already judge you uh if this is happening to her back to back if she's not able to keep a relationship if she's not able to do this if that is happening to her that means there is a curse upon her life that means something is wrong with her that means that is wrong with her no 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 that's not true that's the word of the devil that's not the word from god and then the bible says they put the the venomous beast upon paul and the bible says clearly that they watched paul that paul was going to swell up and die but the bible says he shook it the beast back into the fire paul knew that he was powered by the spirit paul knew that he was not natural paul 
Paul knew that the Holy Ghost dwells inside of him. Paul knew that his body was the temple of the living God. Paul knew that the anointing of God was upon his life. Paul was not scared. Paul was not shouting. Paul didn't run up and down to say, hey, look at what has happened to me. Here's what Paul did. He didn't even pray. He didn't call for 21 days of fasting and prayer. He didn't try to break anointing or, or try to break bread or do something. All those things that we do when we, we do it out of panic. We, we are fretting. We run. He didn't call a pastor to pray for him. What Paul did, Paul just shook the beast back into the fire. That is what it means to be powered by the spirit. He didn't pray about it. He, he just shook it back into the fire. And the Bible says they were watching Paul that he would just swell up and die. But they watched a while. And after they watched a while, they said, hey, this guy is a God. I don't know who you are. I just want to announce to you this Sunday morning that you are powered by the spirit of God. I know you think COVID is going to take you out, but the devil is a liar. You're coming out of COVID powerful. You're coming out of COVID strong. And your testimony is when men see you, they say, hey, you are a God. How did you come into profit in COVID? Hey, you are a God. How did you get a man tall, dark, and handsome, anointed in isolation? How did you people meet the connect? How, how, hey, you are a God. How did you come out of debt in COVID and come into supply? Hey, you are a God. And your testimony would be in Christ I live, in Him I move, in Him I have my being. I am powered by the Spirit. I don't know who you are this Sunday morning. I came with a word from God to you. You're coming out of COVID because you're powered by the Spirit. You're coming out of COVID because you're energized by the Spirit. You're coming out of COVID because you are navigating, you are animated by the Spirit of God. I came to preach to you this Sunday morning that you are not ordinary. You are extraordinary because the extraordinary Spirit lives inside of you because the Holy Ghost dwells inside of you. I dare you to wake up every morning and do Jude chapter Jude verse 20 building up yourself in the most holy faith praying in the spirit so when you wake up in the morning stop looking at what IMF is saying stop looking at what the CBN governor is saying stop looking at the numbers rising what you need to do is pay attention to what the spirit of God is saying and start praying in tongues you have a, a, a challenging situation even at work why are you trying to fight your boss don't you know that the bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood blood but against principalities and powers you're trying to fight your husband you're trying to fight your folks you're trying to do things by your strength no get down on your knees and start praying praying tongues change the atmosphere in your room by praying in tongues change the atmosphere in your house by praying in tongues you, you know you can change the atmosphere even in your office by praying in tongues because your life is powered by the spirit you 20 building up yourself in the most holy faith praying in the spirit you are powered by the spirit the spirit of god lives inside of you in him we live in him we move in him we have our being i don't know who you are listening to me this sunday morning i have good news for you this sunday morning you are not ordinary you're not natural you're supernatural you're extraordinary because the spirit of god lives inside you are powered by the spirit you will lay hands on sick and they will recover you will change things in our nation you will move mountains mountains will crumble at your presence because indeed you have a mighty God kingdoms will move for you doors that are shut becomes open now because you are powered by the spirit 
I don't know who you are. You're able to get into certain rooms, certain corridors, certain offices by the powering of the Spirit. God will begin to make, because you are powered, God will begin to make way for you because you are powered by the Spirit. The Spirit of God lives inside of you. You can't just throw yourself to, to lasciviousness or licentiousness. No, your body is the temple of the living God. You're powered by the Spirit. Last week we talked about powered by his love. This day we're talking about being powered by this. The Spirit of God dwells in you. The Spirit of God lives in you. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. If you're here this Sunday morning and you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, I want to pray with you this Sunday morning. Because you cannot share in the experience and the joy that we have. Jesus doesn't give fake smiles. He gives real joy. And I want you to come into the revelation of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. By a simple prayer and declaration this morning. And then you begin to experience the powering of the love of God. And then your life will be powered too by the Spirit. Hey, listen to me friends. In Him was life and the life was the light of men. I don't care what you drive. I don't care what you own. If you don't have Jesus, you are dead. You don't have life. But life is already available to you today by just believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. Would you say this prayer after me this Sunday morning? Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you into my life today. You died for my sins. You resurrected for my justification. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Come into my spirit. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for resurrecting for me. I believe that you died for me. I believe you rose from the grave because of me. Thank you because I'm saved. Now my life is powered by the love of God. And my life is powered by the Spirit of God. We, we, if you just give your life to Christ, we'd like you to send a DM to the Logic Church. Or send us a message. We'd like to pray with you. We'd like to talk with you. We'd like to build you in faith. I'd like to hand you over to somebody who can mentor and even disciple you in the teaching of the gospel. Please send us a message. Send your testimonies. We want to build and you know show you Christ in a new dimension. And I also want to encourage every one of you in your homes to worship the Lord with your giving. Give generously to the Lord. Give to the work of the ministry. We're still responding to members who are stranded in COVID. We're still responding to, 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 to them. So please give bountifully. Give generously. Give freely to the Lord. As you let, just give sacrificially. Just bless the Lord. It, because we, 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 can't, we, can't, we can't pay for what we have. Salvation, we can't pay. All our sins are forgiven. We can't pay. The Holy Spirit, we can't pay. This is the free gift of God. So there is nothing we would ever give to God that will be compared to what he has already given to us. So we do not give to get. We give because we have received everything.